0: Dear Chris Broussard, Hey, buddy. Heard what you said about me calling you a fraud, and you're right. I'm not perfect. I literally started the dumbest sports media feud in history. I guess all I can say is, that clapback took you two weeks? Who are you, George Costanza? You know what else you could have been doing the past two weeks? Actual NBA reporting. I mean, come on, man. I put it on a tee for you. NBA free agency was happening. Break a few trades. Announce a few signings. Put me in my place. It did not happen. You literally proved me right. While you were Googling my name, coming up with killer double-A ball jokes, Woj and Shams and Haynes, and... Pretty much everyone was actually getting scoops. I mean, they still would have gotten those scoops, but wouldn't you want to at least make an effort? Chris... At this point, if you actually had legitimate news and tweeted it out, would anyone believe you? Or would they wait for that Woj or Shams tweet to confirm it? I think we both know the answer. I mean, what does it say about you that the only news you made during the entire NBA free agent process was getting called out on your bullshit by a foreign sports anchor? You're certainly qualified. You listed about a dozen reputable places you... used to work for. But the cherry on top was comparing yourself to Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard! Which I agree with, because... when you tweeted that the Clippers were out of the Kawhi sweepstakes... and two days later, Kawhi agreed to sign with the Clippers? That was like watching Dame himself take the three-pointer to beat the Thunder in Game 5! Lillard, long-range three,
1: and it's good at the buzzer! Damian Lillard, are you kidding me?
0: Ah, we've had some fun. I sincerely apologize for even mentioning you, Chris. This is literally the dumbest thing I've ever been a part of in this business, and I wrote two best-selling books about shitting my pants. Maybe we should look on the bright side. In the summer of 2019, for three days... You and I entertain the 13 or 14 people in our business who are not on vacation. Feel free to clap back again and again. Like the rest of the sports world, I won't be listening to you. But if you are going to call more Canadians soft on the next Push a C diss track, here are some for you. Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, and of course, Anne Murray, who has it coming. The list is endless, just Use your Google machine. I wish you the best of luck, Chris. Talk to you again in 10 years when we are interviewed for the oral history of the dumbest feud in sports media history.
2: Peace. And now, the podcast. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. It's dance.
0: The <laughs> dance. Hey, everybody! It is the Jay and Dan Podcast for Monday, July the 22nd. An absolutely massive podcast for you today. It is going to be huge. We have sexy Mike Botticello from our old Fox podcast is joining us, and also from the old Fox podcast, a favorite, a a frequently requested guest that we just haven't been able to get on because of timing, but we will do it today. Peter Schreger himself will be on in just a few seconds. But first, I have to make a very, very quick announcement. A massive announcement. I mentioned this on last week's podcast. We are, of course, doing the podcast tour this fall. Western Canada. We're doing Victoria, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Saskatoon, and Winnipeg. But some people said to us, something is missing. And that something
2: is this. This fall, Jay and Dan are heading out west. The Tour of a Lifetime is coming to... Where am I? Victoria, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Saskatoon, and Winnipeg. And if that doesn't turn your crank... Oh, but apparently that wasn't enough. (laughs) You asked for it. You begged. Walkouts were staged and hunger strikes commenced. Yeah, and it was all worth it, Regina. We're adding a brand new stop on our cross-country tour. The Jay and Dan podcast will be in Regina at the Conexus Convention Center on November 15th. I'm so happy. Tickets go on sale Friday, July 26th, so get them while they're hot. I am so fired up. My name's Dan O'Toole, and I
0: support this ad. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We are coming to Regina. We're going to be experiencing Regina November the 15th. It's a Friday. November the 15th will be at the Conexus Convention Hall. The Conexus Convention Hall, November the 15th in Regina. Tickets will be on sale this Friday. If you're in Regina or if you're in the Regina area, maybe you live in Balgoni. Maybe you live in White City. Maybe you live in Balcaris. Maybe you live in Fort Capel. Maybe you live in Yorkton. Maybe you live in Estevan. Wherever you live, we want you to come to see us in Regina on November the 15th. It's a Friday, and tickets are on sale this Friday, July the 26th at 10 a.m. local time. July the 26th, 10 a.m. local time. Get tickets wherever you get tickets. Eventbrite.ca should be the place to go if you're having a hard time finding them. Come on, it'll be fun. It's going to be so much fun. Guys, you know we're going to have a great time in Regina. It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait. We're going to bring everything to you live. We'll have a special guest. Maybe that special guest will be our special guest on the podcast right now. I mean, it has been a long time since we've talked to this guy. And uh, I, for one, am very, very excited. He tells me that he's uh, he's been laying low online. He's been offline for weeks, maybe a month now. Uh, and that's a fascinating thing for a guy like Peter Schreger, who's constantly got to be in contact with the who's who of the NFL, breaking trades, telling stories, talking to GMs, making things happen. He's a power player in the league now. He's changed so much. He's grown so much. He's like our little baby boy, and our little baby boy has grown up. I mean, this show, Good Morning Football on NFL Network, has absolutely taken off. And Schrager is basically the reason why. I mean, yes, he's got co-hosts, he's got Nate Burleson, he's got Kyle Brandt, uh, Kay Adams is the host. Those people are secondary to our guest, because he is the star of that show, and we are so thrilled to have him back. Ladies and gentlemen, returning to the Jay and Dan podcast, it is the one and only Peter Schrager. Schrags, what's up? Oh my God, Jay, I miss you. Yes. I love you. What a, what a welcome. Uh, this is so exciting. This is incredible. I, I mean this sincerely, Shregs, because uh, we had Joel Clad on last week, and yeah. you love Joel as much as I do. You and Joel, the 1 and 2, the 1 and 1A, one however you want to put it, of people who are requested by our listeners the most to have you guys back on. And just timing-wise, it's tough. You're doing these early mornings. It's impossible for you to come on with us. So we came in, like we came in, Christoph and I, our producer, specifically so that we could get you on this podcast and catch up with you. We miss you so much, buddy.
3: I love you, and I'll tell you something. There is no fan base like the Jay and Dan podcast fan base, because now we're, what, three, four years removed maybe of, of me and you working together at Fox Sports One, two, and I still too, whatever, still I still get consistent, consistent tweets saying, "When are you coming on the pod? We miss you on the pod, Give us an update from, from some random airport, Give us anything <laughs> and jay, i 'm not kidding here. I love you, and I, I did a thing last last week on our show. is is the doldrums of football. If you can find someone who can give you news about football right now, please let them know I'm available. I'd love to hear from them. (laughs) There's nothing going on. And Last week we did on a show and it basically was we had the rant. This is a bit of a story, so I'll just dive right in. Let's do it, buddy. Ex-linebacker Chad Brown played for the the Seahawks and the Steelers. Hasn't played in 15 years. Comes on our show and he reveals to us that he's got over 100 snakes. He's got a passion for snakes. Loves boa constrictors. Loves uh, rattlers, I, mean, I don't even know if that's the kind of steak, I'm just making a snake names. a rattler. He loves rattlers. Uh, anyway, loves snakes, and, you know, I'm, like, non not like, Okay, weird, you know, like, whatever. All right, great, you're into snakes, dude, fine, good. Then we did a question. What is something random that you might not know about the other hosts that you're very passionate about? And Nate Burleson, right out of the shoot, says, I am so passionate about kangaroos. Kangaroos. So we're like, Nate, what are you talking about? He's like, never seen one? Never met one, never been to Australia, have no idea what's in the pouch, if it's whatever, but I love kangaroos. So we did two minutes on that, and they turned it to me. They're like, Peter, what are you? What are you passionate about that we might not know? And I went into my bag of tricks, and I just rattled off names like Tom Barrasso and Bob Senza and Eddie Belfour and Trevor Kidd. And I went right into the, to the wormhole of Arches Urbe. I said, I love NHL goalies from the nineties. Yes. And I shouted out Darren Poopa. Yes. People thought I made up his name. I'm like, no, that is his last name was Poopa and there was no irony. It was the word Poopa. And they're like, and he was good? I'm like, yes, he was good. I went right down to Jim Carrey, the yes. other Jim Carrey. Yes. Andy Moog I went through. I love I mean, we Andy went Moog. all the way. And then I ended at Nikolai Hobby Bull, And I thought that was fitting because That's about where I ended with my hockey love when the Phoenix Coyotes were created. Kind of took a backseat to other sports, but from 94 to 98, you would not find someone who knew more about NHL goalies than me, Jay. I I owe that to you, to Dan, to all these guys who rekindled that love for early 90s hockey. That's what all Jay and Dan thing, right there.
0: Okay, I'm going to say so much to unpack here. First of all, the fact that you listed all those goaltenders, uh, my wife, who you know, Peter, Will be like her when I told her that you were coming on. First of all, she's so excited, right? Because she actually listens to the pod every week. My wife and she was so pumped for the possibility that you might rattle off a list of 1990s NHL goaltenders again. So you've just made her life. That's number one. Number two, Nikolai Habibulin, the last NHL goaltender to smoke in between periods of an NHL game. Should not be overlooked.
3: Unbelievable! I remember him as a Phoenix Coyote. I want to say he was also a Winnipeg Jet before they moved to Phoenix.
0: He w- he w- he was actually with Tampa. Tampa was sort of where he f- where he really made his his way. And okay. then um, who do he win the cup with, uh, stuff? I want to say Chicago.
3: As a backup or a starter? As a starter? Really?
0: I'm, i got to think about this. Stoff is looking it up on HockeyDB right now. Are you
3: sure it wasn't? It was the guy that was an American Or did he win uh, the cup? American
0: Olympic, wait, I'm give oh, no. Hobby Bullen, winning. did he win the cup with? Oh, Stoff is struggling. He's, his eyes are back. Wikipedia bad. is a great site, We'll Stoff. figure it Try out. It. We'll figure uh, it out. Just go to wait. his HockeyDB. So, who did he play for? Okay, so very quickly, let's go back to Darren Poopa. Yeah. Darren we'll Pupa's Pupa. nickname. All Universe. Darren All Universe but yeah he did win the cup with Tampa. I was right. He so Happy Boulin wins the cup with Tampa with right Le Cavalier Martin Louis, oh, right all great. those stars. Samos. Yeah Prestamos and also uh by the way uh, uh John Ray Ferraro, I want to say
3: oh, okay Ray Ferraro might have been on that team I like it or Andrew Chuck one of those guys.
0: Yeah like Andrew Chuck capers. you're right yeah Andrew yep. Chuck right. but no uh, but no uh, no Ferraro Ferraro by the way works for us here at TSN out Chicken Chicken palm? Parm Chicken <laughs> palm works there. in fact you know what, Shregs? Chicken parm, and stuff. you'll agree with this. Best NHL analyst, period, working today. Now, Very sorry, Eddie Olchek. It's not happening for you.
3: Sorry, Eddie I'll Go back to the horses. We got our <laughs> hockey guy. Uh, <laughs> 90s, Ray Ferraro and Gary Thorne were the hockey duo for Hockey Night in America, which was on ESPN2, back when ESPN carried the NHL. Yep. So I grew up on Gary Thorne, Ray Ferraro, and a mixture of other ex players, but Ferraro was the number one guy, chicken parm in the states. He was the guy,
0: and he was so fascinating because he would join Bucicross on NHL tonight while he was playing. Right, the the running joke about he Ray is Ray, yep. Ray always played for <laughs> teams. Right, he was a great player, but he never won a cup, and always played for team, so he'd be out of the playoffs, or not even make the playoffs, he'd go right to Bristol and he'd hang out with Bouchergras for months during the playoffs, and he obviously became a great broadcaster, and he did it that way. You mentioned Gary Thorne, now the play-by-play guy for Mrs. Schrager's Baltimore Orioles for many years. But Is that right? I don't yeah. know if he was. Okay. Oh yeah, that's okay. what he does now. He he left ESPN, no hockey, all baseball. He's the Orioles guy. And every time I hear him, I think, I think of the NHL days, because he was great on well, you think on
3: of our... the Adams Conference. That's what
0: you think of. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> Adams, think, division. Yeah. Of the Adams. Okay, Adams Division. Yeah.
3: <laughs> the Adams Division. That's right.
0: You Absolutely. But Darren... got a Pooppa... Lady <laughs> Bing Award. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Won this year by Sasha Barkoff of the Florida so, Panthers. Of course. Oh, what team? The Panthers? Uh, yeah, Florida Panthers. You got is it. Still,
3: is Ed Javano is still, retired. Still Jova is cop's
0: done. Okay. Beezer's Beezer still between the pipe Beezer's done. Beezer's out of it. Beezer had some trouble with some comments he made in the past. I don't know where that guy is. But I, I wanna ta- okay, well, take it back
3: to Roberto Luongo. That's good. he right.
0: just <laughs> retired. Luongo just retired. Literally like um two months ago. Not even two That's months amazing. ago, month ago. Love it. I love two it. weeks ago. stuff is saying two weeks ago.
3: Really? No, yeah. I've been following.
0: It's good. Uh, now I do want to say though, going back to Darren Pupa, uh, legendary a- apparently, like legendary, no. No, no, legendary. No, no, no. Like what
3: was his nickname, all universe.
0: His nickname was all universe. Is that Why? the greatest nickname in the history? Come on, it's the I best. Love it. I, I love it. Who
3: named him that? Doc Cherry. Who named him that?
0: Probably himself. Shregs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I called him Doc Cherry. I mixed <laughs> up Doc, mixed up Doc <laughs> and <laughs> Doc Cherry. <laughs> Doc Cherry. Don Cherry and Doc Emmerich, two several separate guys. Doc Cherry, <laughs> I'll give you a good one. We're on our show, and we got this. We got this news update. Gentlemen, who's awesome. named will still, but he's based out in L.A. So he's out. He's out like at one a.m. doing news updates, and you know it's usual run of the mill stuff. And the Colts owner. Jim Ursay yep. bought David Gilmour from Pink Floyd, bought his guitar for $4 million. He's right?
0: obsessed with Pink Floyd, right?
3: Loves, loves Floyd, loves guitar, loves the bass. So he buys the bass guitar, whatever. It's got a nickname, the whole thing. And we do the news update. And our news guy, Will Selva, who is 99.99% Teflon, doesn't mess up, <laughs> says, says and he bought Doug Gilmour.
1: Guitar. so we come back to the show
3: and, and he tries to throw me for a loop and he's like so that he bought that from Schrager how much would you spend on the guitarist from Fuel's guitar you know the band Fuel with like the song Shimmer like a random band and I'm like, I'm like I love the reference you, 19, I, go, I go, but Doug Gilmore is a hockey player. David Gilmore is a musician. And my other three hosts were looking at me like, way to t- put a pin in any fun he was having. Mr. Fact Check.
0: <laughs> oh, but come on. You have to call him out on that one.
1: I
3: had to. I'm like, Doug Gilmore,
0: number 93, Toronto Maple Leaf. Let's go. <laughs> Like, so. The fact, David Gilmour is like a very famous rock and roll musician. like He should it's know that. That's a mistake, but Doug Gilmour is probably a Hall of Famer, right? He is not. Some people no? think he should be. I know Christoph is nodding, like, yes, he should. Be. If you talk to Leaf fans, of course, Shregs, they think they're like the you know, the Yankee fans, right? Everybody well, that, on the Leafs should be yeah, a Hall of Famer. That
3: 93 Leafs team yeah. with Felix the Cat Popin and Nikolai Borchevsky was one of my favorite teams. If they didn't run into that L.A. Kings, Gretzky, McSorley team, who knows, we could still be talking about
0: them. Yeah, the thing that they are still, by the way, Shregs, they are still talking about it here. <laughs> Isn't and, like, that
3: the last time they've been good? Uh, that's yeah. what the Knicks are here in New York. Everyone's <laughs> just like... Well, you know, Ewing and Sparks. I'm like that was 1994, guys.
0: Exactly. Larry Johnson came in. It wasn't the same. Yeah, Embiid
3: is 99. Like a long time ago.
0: Allen Houston was hitting threes. Life (laughs) was good. Yeah, I know. No, that's that's how it is here. And 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 what happened was Gretzky slash Gilmore. And didn't get called for it, and people won't let it go. People won't. This is the phantom call that uh, uh, I believe Kerry Fraser was the uh, was the referee at the time, and Carrie Frazier has done some work for TSN. Great
3: mullet, great Oh, mullet,
0: beautiful head good. of hair. Alzheimer. Very Dan O'Toole-esque head of hair, and yeah. and so yeah, he, they will not let this go. So yeah, it's very Knicks-esque. And now well, let we've let me
3: sent quickly because I'll keep on. I'll just keep on uh, summarining your Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those two teams were in what the equivalent of the Western Conference back then was the Campbell Conference. What were they called?
0: Back? No, they were they, they were in the Wales Conference, which was the East. Well, the Kings were in the in the Campbell Conference, which is the West. The the okay. um, the Leafs so were in the
3: and then there was a chance. Well, they were kids, both in
0: the West. That's right. They were both in the in the Campbell Conference at the time. That's they right. they end
3: up playing the the Canadians in the final. The that's Canadians right. The Canadians win, obviously, Benny game hello. But if you have. Is there a chance it was Maple Leafs, Canadians, in the Stanley Cup yeah. Finals that year? Yeah, it w- well, and no, it could have been. Nuts. Yeah, it would have been insane. Been
0: yeah, it would have been insane. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The Leafs—that's so insane that the Leafs were in the Campbell Conference. I forgot about that. That because they were in the Norris, right? And the How Norris does? was in the Campbell. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, so yeah, it, it, you're right, though, Shrakes. Can you imagine a Leafs Habs? I mean, at any point in in, in, in history. history, has that ever happened? Oh, yeah, it has. But I mean, we're talking the original six days. Yeah, original six times. Uh, that's when the Leafs last won the Cup, by the way, and uh, '67. The when the team, when the league was six teams. Who they beat in the finals? Who they beat in '67 stuff? I don't Did even he, know.
3: Eddie Jockamann and the Rangers. Who they
0: beat? Yeah, it might, have be, it might have been Chuck and the <laughs> Rangers. I don't know. We got We're gonna look it up for you really quick.
3: I bet you that's a good trivia question. Forget the '67. I bet you ninety nine point nine nine percent millennials who are in America right now could not name the original six.
0: You, oh well, I don't think it's a thing anymore. Stuff you got it. So it would have been uh, the nineteen ninety three. If they met, would have been a repeat. It was the Montreal Canadiens that the Leafs beat in the sixty seven Cup. Oh, lineup. it was they. They yeah. beat them in sixty seven. Yep. Oh, there you go. Okay, that's kind of fascinating. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, but yeah, wow, can you imagine? Did you know. Wow. D Y K. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Shregs. This is unbelievable. I got to talk to you about this. Do you know where Dan O'Toole has been on vacation, and do you know who he's been on vacation with?
1: So
3: here's the thing. In the last couple of years, after the internet went crazy and everyone got angry at everyone, I logged off of Facebook, not on Facebook anymore. Never signed up for Instagram, not on Instagram. I feel like there's no win in any of this. My wife, however, has an Instagram account where she posts pictures of our son. Yeah. very sporadic. It's not like we're checking all day long. She's... Ciphers over her phone to me about three days ago and says, "Who is this guy?" And I see two of the most beautiful faces, two of the biggest derelicts I can imagine. Oh yeah. Two in a, in a gondola in what appears to be Venice, Italy. What were we talking about? And do the, do the listeners know exactly the extent of how amazing that picture was.
0: Yeah. Well, I it, we haven't discussed it at length because Dan has been off for a, a while now, and we're going to let yeah. him kind of have his say. But yes. The amazing thing was, Dan was always terrified to travel by himself, and I just kept saying, just go, you're going to meet people, you're a social guy, you'll be stoned the whole time anyway, it's no big deal. And, but Jim kind of got word of it. Jim Pearl, our old friend from Fox, we used to put him on TV all the time, and Jim said, I, I'm retired, i got nothing to do, I'm there. He flies from L.A. to Amsterdam, and they are there for five days, and God knows what happened over there.
3: And like, it wasn't like a chance encounter, let's get coffee, like they're going to get, like I'm
0: so Absolutely. I am so
3: in love with this story because it shows the power of human interaction and there's hope for mankind that Dan O'Toole from Canada can come and work in the States for about five years, meet a stagehand who's an excellent guy and has stories. And then keep in touch. Two years removed, and they meet in Europe and have some amazing adventure. This is incredible,
0: and become even closer, right? Like they're like by all accounts, this is a real bonding moment for them. For all I know, Jim's going to move up to Orono, Ontario, and live with Dan in his hundred-year-old house in the middle of nowhere. In the cottage. <laughs> in the cottage in the middle of nowhere, because someone's got to live with Dan there.
3: It's amazing because I don't know if the listeners understand, Jim Pearl's been at Fox, was at Fox for the, from the start of Fox, so Best damn Sports Show and yep. the original days of Howie and Terry and those guys when they were still young bucks. You got it. And he wrote it out, retired. It was a valiant retirement. You don't see many parties thrown for, for crew guys, but everyone showed up for Jim Pearl's retirement party. Everyone came out of the woodwork to wish him well. And I hadn't heard his name. No one's mentioned him. I figured he was enjoying retirement. And then I see this photo on my wife's phone, and he looks he looks 20 years younger. Oh, yeah, he looks good. He's in incredible shape. Yeah. And there's almost a, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, like a glint. A
0: mischievous Yes, like a, a, a glint. Yes. Like, a glint. like a glint in his eye. <laughs> yes, right? In his eye. Yeah, yeah, he had a glint. And, and part of it was the hash. And the other part of it was just the fact that he was so excited, so pumped to just be over there with Dan, his good friend. And I think for the two of them, it was a terrific thing. Two silver foxes on the European two continent. Two
3: great-looking guys enjoying the red light district of Amsterdam, oh, and God, God knows what's going on.
0: I know, right? It's like Charlie Sheen in to, in 1994, right? Like, just imagine, yeah. just they're they're just slaying. It's over
3: Robert there. Downey. Pre, you know, Robert Downey pre Chaplin, and and Char and Charlie Sheen post Hot Shots Part two.
1: That's
0: right. <laughs> That's the equivalent of what was happening in Amsterdam two weeks ago when those guys. How were liberal?
3: There. How liberal are the bosses at TSN, and how how is everyone with like you know? Can Dan explain what exactly went down, and she come back and say, "Oh, we had some." Some uh, we had some meals and that was that. Like, what did she come back and say? That was my Dan impression. By
0: the way, I I dearly miss that Dan impression because that is like if 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 Andre Philippe Gagnon, it, if Rich Little himself was yep. here. He could not have done a better Dan yep. O'Toole impression than it's that. It's the
3: equivalent of Dan trying to do, like, a Jersey accent. <laughs> I right. do the Canadian accent, and I think I nail it. Like, oh, hey! <laughs> well,
0: that's just the Dan voice. Like, you just nail the Dan voice. Like, it's a little squeaky, uh, yeah. slightly inquisitive. But yeah, no, he, uh, we can't talk about it, because I think the laws, as you know, Shregs, Uh, They've loosened up up here. That's
3: why I wasn't sure. They're loosened up here in the States. I'm not sure if they're loosened up up there in
0: Canada. Oh, countrywide, we're legal now. Countrywide. Really? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, Trudeau, right? Our our liberal government, Shregs. He just went for it right away. As soon as he got elected, boom. It's all legal.
3: Is he still the guy or is he out?
0: He's still the guy. And uh, our conservative guy, Andrew Scheer, who looks uh, very much like one of our anchors here at TSN, Brian Mudrick, uh, okay. he is, uh, he is having is he a hard surging?
3: time. Is he, oh, he's having a hard time. He's having
0: a hard time making headway. Ah, uh, I don't know. He's, he's trying to, he's playing on things that are just not going to get, all he has to do is just say, I'm not Trudeau. That's the way I feel with, with this guy. Just say, I'm Here's not that thing, guy. I
3: wouldn't, I wouldn't touch the topic of politics with a 10 foot pole. in the last two years. It's not good for anyone's career. Oh God. But oh. what we're talking about canadian politics i can be fast you're in you're dialing going in going
0: yeah it is it's not that fascinating up here it really isn't but okay so very quickly we, we I, I gotta let you go we're gonna let you go here really quick but you you're doing well my friend like are you how are these early mornings for you because you're god like you're up early and then you're you're still doing the fox sideline thing you're killing yeah, it with that it's
3: tough once the season starts it gets it gets really tough because i don't have weekends off because i do the show monday to friday and it's from 7 to 10 a.m. on air. But, you know, when you're, you don't get to work the second the show starts, i got to get there at 4 a.m. So it's a long morning. But then, you know what, Jay, I've come. I've got my head around it. The same thing with you guys at night. I'm sure you can justify a million ways. And everyone says, how is it working on a Friday night? That's got to be crazy. Here's the deal. I'm back. I'm at home. It's 1 p.m. by the time I get home. I have a full afternoon. And I could say I could just be what I got to be from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. Then it's bedtime, nighty-night. I love it. I've never been happier in a job. I get to wake up every morning and set the agenda for the NFL. Everyone watches our show. They get to respond off it. And it's not like I'm just, you know, wrapping up the day. I'm starting the day. So I'm happy with it. I like it. And full 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 season ahead, and we're excited for it.
0: You've had some interesting issues, too, people of, of- have accused you of being essentially running the New York Jets football club and yeah. and I I personally love that because I love the idea of you being a GM one day and just f-ing strutting around that luxury box and the cameras catching you and movie stars the Mark Wahlbergs Cam, of the world Cam Neely style Cam Neely style table. exactly pounding the table throwing your pen when the a team doesn't get a first down yes I love that f- is that the future for you, shreks Could you see no, that?
3: No, no, it's not. And I think that's where this... Okay, so for the listeners, and I really haven't even addressed it in the States because I was so bugged out by it. My job is insider. So I have to talk to all 32 teams and kind of play an objective role. And there was a story in the New York media that blew up and became a national story for quite a while because the Jets hadn't signed a GM that I was in charge or I was assisting or something with the, uh, the Jets general manager search. The truth of the matter is they never did reach out to me, but uh, I am friendly in, in a professional sense, but also a personal sense with Jet's owner. And the story came out that, that, I was, that they might consult with me. And that, you know, it wasn't that big a deal to me, but it blew up. And then it was uh, extrapolated to, oh, no, not only is he going to consult, he's going, you know, people assumed he might be the GM. And what hurt me, Jay, and I'll tell you what, what was like the, uh, the, the ego that I have. Unload, me,
0: unload. Here, this is your safe place.
3: Here's what hurt me, because in my head I'm like, no, that's that's not my like I've been building relationships and I love what I do and I am I am almost too in love with seeing myself on camera to even consider anything else right now. I
0: get it, Tregs. Nobody gets it more than me.
1: <laughs> like if I'm a
3: GM of a seven and nine team and I don't hear my name mentioned for three months, how am I gonna handle that? Yeah. No. In all honesty though, <laughs> what upset me was the outrage by Jets fans that they would dare consider the guy, the goofy guy from the morning show to be involved with their GM search. And I think, you know, that kind of was a bunch of people in New York sports radio were like, well, the Jets are completely lost. They're going to Peter Schrager for his advice. Right. When in Uh truth, if someone told me that an NHL team was going to Bob McKenzie, you know, and I'm not comparing myself to Bob McKenzie, I'm just saying the profession and saying, hey, who are some names that you might know that we don't know? You know, like, it's not that crazy of an idea. And to be honest, teams in the past have bounced ideas off of me and I give my honest opinion. It's because I'm in all 32 buildings. I get to go visit those buildings when I do the games and do the production meetings. And at the end of the day, the Jets had never contacted me about their GM search. They never contacted me about the GM role, but it became a big story and I had to make sure that everyone at NFL Network and all my audience knew, I'm not in bed with the Jets. I've worked with all 32 teams in a capacity. I'm not picking their GM. They ended up picking up a guy named Joe Douglas, who was the original favorite from the start who I would have advised to pick because I think everyone would have He was the Eagles number two. But when it was all said and done, it was no harm done. Everything was okay. But I was kind of worried about how people would view my role on the NFL network if I was, uh, you know, dancing with the Jets and doing stuff on the back end there. No money was ever exchanged. No conversations were had. So I just wanted to clear that up. But uh, it's always very weird seeing your name in the headlines, when usually you're the one writing the headlines.
0: All right, Shregs, first of all, I'm so glad that you said all these things, and I hope you're comfortable saying them here because we certainly appreciate you saying them. I will say this. You brought up Bob McKenzie. That's called due diligence. Teams contact Bob McKenzie all the time and ask him his opinion about stuff. And why are they doing that? Because of the reason you just said. He talks to everybody, and not just teams. Agents, players, everybody. Who else would have a better perspective on the National Hockey League? He
3: went to me and said, hey, Help us pick our GM. I would say that's not the dumbest idea. If they went to Adam Schefter, Ian Rapoport, right. Jay Glazer, I would say that in a lot of cases that does happen. At least if I've never met this guy, I'm going to bounce this name off of you guys. Here's the issue: the way it was portrayed was that it was a one-man search committee, right? Or the you know, or that I was the one picking the Jets GM, and that you know, not only was I never contacted, that certainly wasn't the case. So, Jets fans got panicked that the owner, you know, hypothetically was. Throwing his hands
0: up in the air, saying, "I don't know. Let the morning show guy pick it." And yeah, of course, that's not how it's used. To be. No, and that's hey, hey, you know better than anybody. Uh, New York media—it's kind of a quagmire every single day, right? I mean, your 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 buddy, your boy, Mike Francesa. I feel I I hate what's happening to him. You know, I feel like he should have retired on top and stayed away, but he couldn't help he's himself.
3: He's Still on top? Nope, he's still
0: on top. There you go. That's the that's the Schrager I know. He's
3: still on top. There's, there there's, you no. go. Yeah, I'll give you a quick thing on that. The Mets and the Phillies had this random game in the middle of June where everyone else was snoozing and Francesa blew his lid over the way they handled the bullpen. And oh, yeah. They, you know, that was a viral
0: thing. Everyone loved it.
3: And you know what? It was like, that's what Mike Francesa brings because when you think your foot should be off the pedal, he's actually on the pedal. He cares as much as the fans. And he was voicing the opinion of Mets fans locally and that's why his competition isn't where he's at, and he's number one. And I hope I have that fervor and that energy at 60 years old when he does, because that was real. That was genuine, and that's what you can only ask for from this, your local sports guys, that they still care at 60.
0: Shregs, we've we got to let you go. What's up for the rest yeah. of the day? What Like to maybe some iced teas by the pool? Yeah, I'm
3: fucking on an iced coffee right now. It's about, a, um, I guess, I'm looking at the heat index, 178 degrees in New York City right now, <laughs> walking around. Uh, I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to start preparing for the start of the NFL season. But yeah, the, the leisure days are over and it looks like the NFL is working. So you'll get a very different version of me in the next couple of weeks.
0: Well, Shregs, uh, it was amazing just catching up with you, not just as a friend, but I know the listeners are so excited to hear your voice again. And we're just talking, we're talking nineties goalies. We're talking, uh, we're talking hot takes. We're talking Russell Wilson. We're making it all happen on the Jay and Dan podcast. We miss yeah. you so much, buddy, and uh, all the best to you and the fam. And uh, good luck with uh, with the show. You're still killing it there, and everyone can still see it up here. That's the thing. Everyone see. We got the NFL Network up here, so everyone can still see your show. I love up here.
3: it. Yeah. Love you. Love your wonderful wife, Chobi. Love Dan. Love the two kids. Love everything, and more than anything. I love the fact that I can come on. And I didn't even talk about John Casey. I'll just leave you with John Casey. to we'll go
0: from there. <laughs> there oh, so it again, is. Trade it for
3: Andy Moog in and a blockbuster.
0: Oh, man, I miss Moog. I love him. Oilers, 80s. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon.
3: You're the best, dude.
0: There he is, Peter Schrager. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we continue the podcast with another old favorite of ours, a good friend, um, perhaps perhaps the sexiest man to ever appear on this podcast. So sexy that that was his actual nickname on the podcast. He once uh, he once produced this podcast, so maybe he and Christoph has some some things to talk about. But now he's uh, producing the No Chill podcast with his. He's riding the coattails of Gilbert Arenas all the way to glory. It's Mike Botticello, our good friend Mike. What you're in New York City? How are you, buddy?
4: Um, wait a minute, you could have stopped at sexy.
0: Oh, really? I could have just left it there.
4: Yeah, that was it. That's all we need to know. Did you? Uh, yeah, I'm in New York right now. I'm walking the city streets like I'm like I'm Peter Schrager.
0: Wow! Like Peter Schrager was just on the podcast. He was just on what? seconds ago. Yes, what? yes. I should just walk into him. I, I mean, got my pen. well, just go to the Olive Garden at Times Square and you'll find him. Uh, yeah,
4: yeah. What am I thinking? I know where to find
0: him. Yeah, you know exactly where Schrager hangs out. Uh, so what are you doing oh, there? Yeah. Are you there with arenas? You're just following him all over the country?
4: Uh, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. That's uh, like you said. I don't know about riding coattails. I got my own coattails. <laughs> Uh, at this point but uh, so he so he's in the big three yeah and uh, as part of, of part of his uh, agreement with the league we're doing a podcast in each city that he's with now I'm also working with the big three and I'm doing a weekly player interview feature um, in each city
0: okay now for people who don't know I'm doubling down. because I hate to break it to you Mike but the big three hasn't permeated the consciousness of Canadians quite yet uh, tell us, what the what is the big three? The big three is a, a basketball league, three-on-three, three, that Ice Cube created in his head.
4: Correct. Three-on-three uh, three basketball, so that's half court, and it is four players. I'm not going to say that are retired, because uh, they are still active, but usually they're not on an NBA contract, and it started out the minimum age of 30, and now uh, it's 27 to enter.
0: <laughs> because so it's, more it's, it's, people it's are like, control. I could maybe make some money off of it. Yeah, it's a good summer gig. Yeah. yeah.
4: And then other guys like, like uh, Steven Jackson or Nate Robinson, or uh, Mar- I was with Amari Stoudemire doing one of these features on Friday, um, or Gilbert, Ice Cube is personally recruiting these guys because of the star power and that they have, they have basketball left in them. So, um, so that's the premise of the league. So it's three on three, uh, game to 50, no clock. There's a four-point shot, which is pretty cool. And there were games in uh, Providence. Team played on Saturday. Had the whole family out because I'm from Connecticut, remember? Wow. And then I came down to Brooklyn. Uh, we were at Barclays yesterday.
0: Wow. So, wait, you had the whole family out right off the farm, right? They came off the farm. Yep. Was there, the everyone right was up in up overalls. Work boots and all. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Overalls, yep. rubber boots, a uh, uh, little uh, little piece of a grain. Draw. Yeah, that's right. Shoe straw. Like, it, just going for it. And what, yep. Providence? So, there's a team in Providence, Rhode Island?
4: No, so what they did it, it's more of the the WWE model, right? So they come oh, they barnstorm, and they come it. to your city, and they yeah, and they uh, they uh, make it an event. So there's three games in one day. So you get basically a, one ticket and you watch three games, and then they do it in two cities in the course of the weekend. So it's not just one, wow. one done. So the players play one game, but the league has twelve teams and they rotate.
0: But hold on, so Toronto
4: actually was on the list. This oh, year, but I guess we. We, yeah,
0: we didn't make the cut. I guess not. Well, uh, it's okay. How much partying is going on then at, at this? Time? Like these guys must just be getting after it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's more
4: wives out here than you would think.
0: More wives, right? They're tagging yeah, along. So they hey, come I'll, on, come, yeah, I'll come. I'll come on the come trip. On
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wife has to be... because at this point, you need you, these guys are a little more mature, so they don't are have they, in Mike?
0: Trouble. Are
4: they? That's the problem. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: From <laughs> what I've learned, they, they grow up fast. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, and it's funny, we said they, they sort of grow in reverse, right? Because you get all this money, and then you're a big deal at, what, 20, 21 years old? Yep. And you don't really know anything about the world. And then you're making more money, but the time that you, your, your life is so busy, the time that you actually have to spend it, you're probably like 32, 33. Wait, what? So, when, when they're done playing.
0: Well, right, right, right. But, but, but like, you're saying, they, they're they more mature. Like, I, I always think, After, too, like, like these guys, a lot of these guys, you think of Amari Stoudemire, like, he's also trying to get back into the NBA, right? So it's like this is a guy who wants to be relevant still. It's not just that he's made all his money. Because he has made a ton of money. He could just do nothing.
4: Yeah, now, he's, he's a different story because he basically got to a point where he wasn't he, – he's having some injury problems, but he wasn't utilized. Like he was, he was essentially an all-star, you know, all NBA player, and he went to Israel
1: for yes. two years.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, I don't know who, how many guys do that, but uh, but yeah, I think they they age in reverse because when they're when they're twenty one, twenty two, they're thrust into this this role of you know they're they face of a franchise. Everybody knows them, and they're just a young kid, so they're forced to grow up really fast, and then it's over. They're relatively young. You've seen some of these guys. Like Roddick was, what, 33?
0: Yeah. And they, and they
4: have all the time in the world. They have all this money. And, yep. and Then they get to explore and see what else they could get into. Yeah,
0: what else is out there? Like Gilbert. So yeah. Gilbert Arenas, uh, amazing basketball player. Uh, I think Washington Wizards pretty much his whole career. I can't remember who else he was with. And then... He went to Orlando from Washington. Right, right. Okay, so a little stint with the Magic. Uh, Terrific player. Kind of um, eccentric, would that be the right word, guy? Agent Zero?
4: Yeah, curious mind. Controversial.
0: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, Mike. Well done. And how... So he does this podcast. How do you get hooked up with this guy? Just your looks? This, or... But I was
4: producing his show. No. <laughs> yeah, I, he could probably care less about that. But no, we uh, I was producing his show for Complex about a year. This is, I don't know, when I saw you, I think it was you were for Bernie's wedding.
0: Yes, that's right. We got together. Well, no, right. after that, we got together, I think, with Bernie and his yeah. wife, Carol. Bernie Kim, of yeah, course, so, a favorite of the podcast.
4: Favorite, huh? I don't
0: know. Oh. Oh, um, wow. Well, you guys are like best <laughs> friends. and I've, I yeah, find you guys are very yeah. uh, hard on each other. I feel like uh, deep down there's a lot of anger, a lot of resentment. No,
4: nah, it's, sort of, it's sort of like you and Dan. Playful, ribbing. Right. But good friendships are. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, if you can't do that with your best friend, who can you do it with? So, well, that's uh, true. So, yes, yeah, so I was producing the show for Complex. We did one season. And then over the summertime, you know, between him and his, his business manager, they wanted to know what else we could get into. And we've been thinking about doing a podcast. I said, yeah, absolutely, because that guy can talk for hours. He has incredible takes, opinions, perspectives, theories on not just basketball, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's insane. So, and then stories, um, because the I've heard it cannot be repeated often, but he, he brings it up. So, anyways, uh, yeah, we started that over the summer. Uh, he wanted to co-host mainly because he didn't want to do the interviewing type of thing. He just wanted to be part of the conversation.
0: So you are not only producing the podcast, you're on the podcast. Co-hosting, yep. And um, how was your experience with us at Fox? Uh, how did that help you prepare for this role?
4: I mean, it was the, <laughs> it was the seasoning I needed, I think.
0: Was it the fact that we, we accused you of not being able to read?
4: Yeah, and guess what? Now I have to read promo spots.
0: I mean that. So who's
4: laughing now? I mean,
0: do you like? Do I you, mean, d- my
4: voice is the first thing you hear.
0: Wow! Wow! That helps. Oh, that does helps. it? Does it so help so or does my, it hurt?
4: Pers- um, it probably, it probably gives you a little bit of, of backbone, but I we just get it fed into it. My my role is always to let Gil shine, let him be him. So just just set him up.
0: I have a, I have a, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a bone to pick with you. Uh based on the last time that we met now um so like as i understand it it was i think i was in town just for a day in la and so i asked if i could meet up with you and meet up with bernie and his wife carol and we went to uh scopa italian roots i believe right yeah and terrific time we had a great time great catching up with you and uh Again, you Bernie's so hard on you. Uh, in, you know, I it makes me feel like you know, there's a deep seated thing that he like. He is your best friend, but also secretly can't stand you or the sight of you. Maybe he thinks that you're just too attractive and getting too many of these opportunities without <laughs> merit. But um, what I remember is we had a great time, and then <clears throat> out of the blue, about two weeks later, I get a text from. Uh, Another friend of ours, Bobby Diaz, who has been on the podcast oh, yeah. before, right? He's, uh, mm-hmm. He was our former um, sound guy at Fox Sports Live, and uh, just a great guy, hilarious guy. He's been on the podcast. And, and so Bobby sends me a text. He's like, well, what the f***? And I said, what? And he said, uh, well, I ran into Botticello at the Fox lot, and he said, you're in town, and you went, out for, you went out for dinner with him, and you didn't call me? Like, he was implying that in the pecking order of my friends in Los Angeles... That you should be lower than he is.
4: So that's a bone to pick with me?
0: No, the bone to pick is that you even mentioned anything to him at all. Because you should know well, that I only respond? have limited time in Los Angeles. No, I can't I, I, see
4: everybody, Mike. I know. And, and that's what I was going to say. You can't make everyone happy. That's just a fact of life.
0: Right. But so, this is the thing nobody. First had... first
4: of all, I appreciate that you you saw me, but you, you, you pretty much killed two birds with one stone there. So that's smart.
0: Oh, I was seeing you By and the way, Bernie.
4: Fighter, Right, right. If I'd have ran into Jim, who was also at, at Fox's that day that I went and could have come up, but it didn't. So,
0: and I'm, are you I'm talking engineer sure, Jim I'm or are we pretty pretty sure talking sure Jim God. Pearl? Engineer Jim. Engineer Jim? Jim.
4: Pearl. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know
4: so, where? But, you, yeah, i will get over it.
0: Well, do you know where Jim Pearl is? As we well I, was yeah. as we speak. He was he was in Amsterdam with Dan. Amsterdam
4: with Dan. I saw it. It looked quite romantic.
0: Would you, could you see yourself uh, on a trip like that alongside those two guys?
4: Oh, they're going to say alongside Bernie Kim. Uh, Alongside those two guys, uh, I'm not sure I'd want to get in the way of that.
0: Mm. Yeah, you're very locomotive. Right. You would like to let them, much as you let Gilbert shine, you'd like to let them shine together.
4: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Have you and Bernie Um, ever taken a trip like that?
4: Um,. We, I mean, we've been at, like, a friend's wedding, and probably we could go together.
0: Yeah. Okay, a friend's wedding is not Amsterdam for five days. Mike, no, clue not. in here. No, it's not. My it's not. Oh
4: my um, But to, back to your point about Bernie, you know what it is? There's a theme here, because this, this animosity, it seems to, and, and the fact that I can take it, yeah, seems to harken back to you, and more probably more so, Dan. I've never really felt too much animosity from you, but... Maybe it was. Can we put our finger on it? Was it? Was that also Dan's mo?
0: I well, a little bit of jealousy. It's great. Well, no, I don't think. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I think the thing with Dan, and this is a running theme throughout Dan's life, and I'm glad you brought this up, Mike, because when I came into, we, we're doing the podcast. Obviously, we're taping this during the day in the morning, and normally we're never in and during the day at TSN. Uh, we're only in at mm-hmm. night, and uh, every time I come in during the day to the slot, it's like. You know, I think you've been to Bristol a lot, Mike. Like, it's like that. Like, it's just Uh a big sprawling campus in the middle of Toronto suburbia. And there's a massive parking lot, the likes of which you'd never see in a normal workplace anymore. And it's just full, like, during the day. And I'm like, who are all these people? Who the hell are all these people, right? Like, what are they doing here? Uh, Who are all these employees? What do they do all day? And because I know the people who make television at night. I don't know what these people do all day. And Dan, that I'm just more perplexed about it. Dan is actually angry about it. Like Dan sees all these people, right? And he's like, well, these are people who are probably uh, making too much money that I, and that could be money for me, right? And so I think this goes back to you at Fox. I think Dan saw your role on our podcast as simply hitting record on the camera. I don't think he appreciated the fact that that you set everything up, set the room up, got everything ready, put up the Canadian Wall of Fame each and every week, which was a wonderful thing that you did. Um, I don't think he appreciated your role uh, on the show. And then you take it even further, uh, Ben Teller, who you know, who's our last social media guy at Fox... I mean, Dan really could not figure out what, what Ben Ben's role was, even though he was our social media guy. He was sending tweets, he was sending Instagrams and all that. And and so Ben or Dan really has um, animosity towards people that he perceives are not pulling their weight. Does that make sense?
4: Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't know that I wasn't pulling my weight. But I would say life is too damn short to worry about where other people have to take care of or be responsible
0: for. Well, let me just say, you Thanks. were pulling your weight. I agree with you. I'm saying yeah. Dan has this perception of yeah, every of too. everyone else, except for maybe the, you know, like I'm amazed that he had that perception about you, but he really did. And also, I think maybe a little bit was you have such a uh, breezy approach to life. You're never too up, too down. You're always relaxed. Uh, you're comfortable in your own skin. And maybe that... Bothered Dan, too, because Dan's definitely not comfortable in his own skin.
4: And I I would say, there you go. (laughs) There you go. And also, that's a bit of Bernie, too. I'm not saying he's not comfortable in his own skin. He can get on the stage and perform like few people I've ever seen. But uh, it's a bit of the fact that I do live life. If there's any wisdom I want to share here, I live, like, (laughs) no breaks, no regrets, no look-backs.
0: Do you have a a tattoo that says, no breaks, no regrets, no (laughs)
4: look-backs? No, I don't get tattoos. I don't want to hold myself to any
0: mottos or stigmas,
4: because that might change tomorrow.
0: <laughs> so, wait, so wait, wait, wait. Think about that. It might change tomorrow. Wait. So your motto, your life motto, might change on a day-to-day basis. It's always evolving. You are a fascinating to person, die, Mike. Baby. You are a fascinating fascinating person. Right, how's your love life before we let you go? Are you uh are have you settled down or are you still spreading that sweet botticello seed all across America?
4: Yeah. You know, I had a uh, dinner with a friend of mine here in New York last night. He was saying, "Man, I don't know how you get away with with how you do but with and then what you do." But, you know, I can tell that you are in constant motion. Uh and and not tied down to anything and he asked me if i want to be and i said i'll tell you what i would and he said yeah but you have to find somebody that matches that that energy or at least can understand that it's you got to complement each other so that being said i haven't found that yet but i uh i'm still out there still out there swinging
0: are you though or are you just really lonely
4: No, no, no! I don't get lonely. I'm definitely not lonely. Definitely not lonely. Oh, just, just okay. Not really. Uh, just not really committed. Right. Example. So
0: you got a lot of a lot of balls in the air. You're juggling yeah, a lot yeah, of ladies. Balls
4: are balls are swinging.
0: Your, your balls are swinging against the asses of many a female <laughs> star in Hollywood as we speak. Well, not as we speak, but you know, at at some point over the last couple of weeks.
4: The options are uh, unlimited.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, I guess the options are unlimited, like in theory. But are the options really unlimited? Like, are you actually uh, have you been dating anybody? Are you are you seeing anybody right now?
4: I have. I was in a couple relationships. Same with the summertime. We got a couple this year.
0: Nothing too serious. Nothing a couple serious, relationships. You're ba- yeah. you're being nothing. very vague, Mike, and I'm trying to pin you I, down. I know, that. I know, I know. Yeah, well, I you're in a couple it out, relationships. Yeah, like it when might you're be
4: casual for a couple months. If it doesn't work out, then
0: you were f***ing nice girls to, for a nice couple of months, and then a few months later, you were f***ing other girls. Is that right?
4: Nice, nice to have known you.
0: I mean, there's more to it than that.
4: <laughs> there's dates. There's hangouts. There's conversations. Come on,
0: is there though? Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay.
4: yes. All right. Fair enough. You're a married guy. You know, I, and I have that theory, too. I think married people forget
0: what it's like. Oh, I remember everything, Mike. I remember everything. <laughs> you remember
4: it in a certain way. I'm not <laughs> saying it really works like that. That's exactly what it is.
0: But for you, it could, because you are... I mean, we always joke, but you're a very good-looking guy. I mean, it could work that way for you. You could just... You could like you could take Gilbert's uh, scraps and make a real meal be, out of yeah, it. No, I, I, don't want, I don't want to eat the. I don't eat from that table. You, you don't want to die from that buffet. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's but, fair. I,
4: don't know, I think there's a little more substance to it. So I understand. I'm not. I'm not just a, a dog out here chasing cars.
0: Mike, you. are A fascinating human being. Uh, no regrets. Uh, no. What was it? No lookbacks. No look backs, no breaks. No breaks. Uh, Mike Botticello, Sexy Mike himself. Thanks for joining us on the pod, buddy. Uh, we really miss you.
4: Um, and I got to come up to Canada soon.
0: Yes. Yeah. Bring the big three up. Bring Gilbert. Bring his scraps. There's other bring people. Ice Cube, all of it. Dan will happily feast on those scraps.
4: Oh, and I, real quick, if I have a second. Yeah. If I have a second. Um, so we had Lou Williams on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Six man of right. the year.
4: Six man. Yep. He was on the podcast about a month ago. And he made some comments about Canada, and it kind of went everywhere. It went wild.
0: Oh, yes, and, yes. He was. That's right. Yeah, yeah we we had we covered that. That's right. He was talking about how his first four months uh, with Toronto, he loved it, loved the city, and then January came around, and he was like, get me the f- out of here, essentially. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, and, right? I, I,
4: and I think out of context, it sounded horrible, because it was basically Lou Williams hated Toronto and yeah. Kawhi shouldn't play there. Not true. If you heard the whole conversation, he said it was a culture shock after, you know, three, four months, but then he wasn't prepared for all that. Cause I think he was only there for a, maybe a little over a year, but he's only there for a year. Yeah. Um, and, and I even asked him, I said, did, did having Drake around help and all that? He said, no, they traded my ass. It didn't help, <laughs> but it helped. I think it helped his popularity. And I think he, he genuinely did like
0: it there. And I think, he wished he'd have stayed. I, I'm so glad you brought is- this up, Mike. I don't. I, per, here's the thing, Mike. I moved back from Los Angeles. January, February, March, and April f- sucks in Toronto. Christoph will a- adhere to that. He'll attest to that. It sucks. The weather, sh- and people try to sugarcoat it. There's nothing to sugarcoat. It sucks. Just like it sucks in New York City in those months. It does. It's not great. It's not ideal. You can deal with it, right? You you buy a warm coat, you put on a toque, as we say up here, Mike, and you f- get to work and deal with it. But it's not ideal. So, for people to get sensitive when people say, oh, Danny Green, same thing. You said, well, you know, I didn't love the weather. Well, that's... I just think that's normal to not love the weather. I mean, it's not complaining about a, a city. It's just bringing up a fact of life. The weather s- for four months. We all deal with it. We live with it. It's a thing. Who cares?
4: Yeah, and it was exactly that. He said... I, like, I love Canada. It was super cool. Yeah. I just when the weather and the, and the culture changes, that was, that was tough to deal with if you're not ready for it. Mike. And, you know, yeah, same thing, Milwaukee, Chicago. All of them. Bad
0: weather. Mike, I get it. Yeah. Listen, I got to run, but I got to tell you, yeah. no regrets, no lookbacks, no days off. I forget again. No breaks, baby. No breaks, baby. Mike Botticeller, you're the best. Have a good one, buddy. All right, you too. See you, pal. All right. That's it. That's the Jane Dan podcast. Just a reminder, we have a fresh new podcast next week. Brent Butt and Engineer Jim will be joining us. So join us then. Thank you so much for listening and have a terrific week. They're going home.
2: The Jay and Dan Podcast.